This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Psalm 103, verse 19. When God is upon his throne, he judges. The Bible makes us understand that the throne of God is also called the throne of judgment. Psalm 103 from verse 19. It says, The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. So the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens. Psalm 114, Psalm 11, verse 4 says, The Lord is in his holy place, or holy temple. The Lord's throne is in the heavens. The Lord's throne is in the heavens. He has prepared his throne in the heavens. When God sits on his throne, he speaks. I tell you what, when God wants to decree something, he sits on his throne. Because his throne is the seat of power. The seat of power, ultimate power, is not in number 10, Downing Street in London. It's not in the White House in Washington, D.C. No. The true seat of power is in heavens. And that is the throne of God. So powerful. The Bible makes it that it is established by judgment and mercy. Not only that, when you go through the Bible, you see also, it, says it is established in righteousness. Another part of the Bible says it is established in holiness, in rightness. When God sits upon his throne, whatsoever he says comes to pass. Whatsoever judgment he declares comes to pass. The Bible says that his word will not come out of his mouth void. I mean, come out of his mouth or proceed out of his mouth and come back to him void without accomplishing that which it was sent for. It must prosper in that which it is sent for. How many of us understand that God cannot eat his word? How many of us understand that? How many of us understand that? People can tell you lies. Even close people to you can lie to you. Your parents can tell you lies. God forbid. Your husband can lie to you. God forbid. Your wife can lie to you. God forbid. Even your pastor, hope not this one, can tell you lies. But there is somebody in heaven who can't lie. Why? He means what he says. And he says what he means. For God is not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken it? Will he not make it come to pass? When he talks about repenting, it means that if he has said it, he must carry it out. He cannot eat his words. That is the kind of God that you serve. And every time that God will do a pronouncement, he will sit upon his throne. But do you know what? There is something that is more powerful 
than the throne of God. And even when God says something, he can withdraw it. Somebody's thinking, what is it? What is it can be more powerful than God? What is that is more powerful than the throne of God? The true seat of power. Isaiah saw the throne and gave us a picture in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 about the throne of God. High and lifted up. It's a high throne. A glorious high throne. But do you know something? There is something. There is something. If only you can tap into that thing, it will look as if God has swallowed his words. I read the account of Jonah when God sent him to Nineveh. Can open your Bibles very quickly. When God sent him to Nineveh, and God said to him, When you go, declare my word. In three days' time, Nineveh shall be no more, it shall be destroyed. Jonah chapter 3, from verse 4 to 6. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet 40 days, rather, 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. He said, So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. He humbled himself. God had already declared that Nineveh shall be overthrown. But these people did something they tapped into a quantity that is an expression of God that when a man taps into it God has no choice than to favor that man open up your Bibles again with me thy throne O God is in is forever and ever the scepter of thy kingdom is the right scepter. Thy throne, O God, is in the heavens. Psalm 108 from verse 4. It says, For thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reaches unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. The message of God. His throne is in the heavens. But his mercy is above 
the heavens. His mercy is above his throne. And that is why every time that God pronounces something and you go and repent and seek his mercy, he cannot do otherwise than to do what his mercy offers. Why? Because his mercy is above his throne. His mercy is above his throne. His mercy is above his throne. The people of Nineveh came, humbled themselves, went for that mercy, and God, who had pronounced judgment unto them, withdrew it. Why? Because they went for the message of God. His throne is in the heavens. But his mercy is above the heavens. When a man understands this, you will have power with God. See what happened to Jonah and why Jonah fled. When I was studying it, I saw why Jonah fled. See what happened. Jonah himself fled because he knew about the message of God. Jonah chapter 4 from verse 2 when Jonah was interacting with God he said and he prayed unto the Lord and said I pray thee O Lord was not this my saying when I was yet in my country therefore I fled unto Tarshish why for I knew that thou at a gracious God merciful slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil he knew he knew he knew that God was going to change his mind even though he has spoken it a God that will never repent but when a man strikes the cord of mercy God withdraws everything he has said. Even though his throne is powerful, his mercy is above his throne. The message of God can change a man's life. I remember a man in the Bible called Blind Bartimaeus. He was blind, neglected, forgotten, became a beggar, he was born blind. But one day, Jesus was passing. He cried out, O son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Jesus Christ turned. He heard it. One of the things that God will never do is to reject the call of mercy. It's impossible. It's impossible. No matter how far you've gone away from him, no matter how far you've been involved or how much you've been involved in iniquity, it takes you only to call sincerely from your heart and say, God, have mercy. And the whole of heaven will stand still. 
Why? Because his throne is in the heavens and his mercy is above his throne. Mercy will always prevail. The entire Old Testament is crystallized in the Ark of the Covenant which is also called the mercy seat. Not the judgment seat. Everywhere you see if someone has the power to judge or the ability to judge he will always have the ability also to provide mercy. Check. It could be a judge. It could be your boss. It could be you. Every time you have the power to judge, to condemn. The power of mercy is also available. And that is your goal. I rather choose this mercy. One time, David offended God. Nobody is well. God was so angry. Broke loose on them. Started dying. David went and asked God. God gave him three options. And among the options is that God himself would deal with him. He said, God, please, don't put me into the hands of my enemies. Don't. He thought about it. Don't cast me away from my country. Let me fall into your hands. Because I know that you are a merciful God. No wonder why David walked with God. You almost think that David was God's favorite. Because he understood that even though his throne is in the heaven, his mercy is above his throne. I see God reaching out to someone today. If you are the one that God is talking about, please help me say a very big amen to that. I say, if you are the one that God is talking about, help me say a very big amen to that. If you are the one that God will show mercy today, help me say a very big amen to that. I say, if you are the one that God is talking about, help me say a very big amen to that. If you go through the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse 12. God himself was so angry with the people of Israel, with Moses. He says, I will strike them with pestilence. I will disinherit them. I will make you and I will make you a nation was speaking to Moses. Greater and mightier than they. But Moses understood the message of God. Moses said in the book of Numbers verse 18 He said the Lord is slow to anger Abounding in steadfast love Forgiving iniquity and transgression The Lord God is merciful He says even though you've got the right to destroy us We don't deserve to leave But we appeal to your mercy Moses stood in the gap and asked God and said, God, please have mercy. And God, who has spoken, changed his mind. Why? 
His throne is in the heavens. But his mercy is above his throne. The mercies of God can make you win the battles of life. I remember in the Bible, in the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 20, from 20, 22, from 21, when the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the people of Monsia came together to fight against Judah, to fight against Jehoshaphat. Then they cried out unto God, went to meet him, fasted, humbled themselves, said, God, give us help. And God gave them help. See what it says in the book of that same book, verse 21. It says, and when he had consulted with the people, this was Jehoshaphat, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. It wasn't a song that had many words. Simple song. Praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. God heard the cry of mercy. The Bible says that and God set up an ambushment against the enemies. That Moab came and Ammon, the Moabites and the Ammonites, they came together to deal with the people of Monsia. And after they have dealt with them, he said, each one helped destroy another. It was a weapon of mass destruction that God gave to them. Why? Because of the message of God. I do not know what you are going through. Maybe you have tried all forms of things. Listen. It is not your action. It is God's nature. If only you will tap into it. He will release it unto you. I remember a man called Epaphroditus. In the scriptures, as I conclude, he was sick, very sick. He was dying. Open up about the book of Philippians, chapter 2, from verse 25. This was Paul speaking. He says, Yet I suppose it necessary. To send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor, and a fellow soldier. He was a brother, he was a companion in labor, he was a fellow soldier that was he was actively involved in the kingdom work. He says, But your messenger, and he that ministered to my wants. Minister to the, to, to the need of Paul. Very much available. But when he says, For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because thou, because that ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick unto death. 
He had a terminal disease. He had overworked himself. Paul must have laid hands on him and nothing happened. He must have broken bread, the communion with him, and nothing happened. He must have poured oil upon him. The Bible says, is anyone sick? Let him call the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Paul must have engaged that. Paul must have engaged even the power that is released from his mantle. It did not work. Epaphroditus was still dying. He says he had a sickness unto death. Terminal case. They had given up on him. But see what Paul says. He says for indeed he was sick unto death. But God had mercy on him. I do not know who you are today. Or what the case is. Or whatever you must have been. Traveled abroad in Nigeria to many homes. Many crusades. Many men of God. But one thing I want to assure you this morning. Is that as you call upon God for mercy. That condition shall be terminated. Because God cannot reject a cry of mercy. He cannot reject the cry of mercy. His throne is in the heaven. But his mercy is above the heavens. I declare and declare upon someone this morning that you will see the mercies of God in your situation. Maybe you have been everywhere and it seems as if nothing is happening. The mercy of God will reach out to you this morning. If you are the one that God is talking about, please help me say a very big amen to that. If you are the one that God is talking about, help me say a very big amen to that. I say, if you are the one that God is talking about, help me say a very big amen to that. The message of God will terminate uh, every terminal case. Uh, the message of God will heal. Uh, the message of God will deliver. The message of God will provide. The message of God will make you. Maybe you think that you are afflicted or abandoned or rejected. He said, be comforted. Why? Because I will show you mercy. I see God showing someone mercy this morning. If you are the one that God is talking about, you will say a very big amen. You have tried in many ways. Maybe you have done your own effort. Tried and tried and tried. And it seems nothing is working now. Please hold on. You can cry a cry of mercy and say, Jesus Christ, have mercy upon me. Heavens will stand still for you. Heaven will stand still for your home. Heaven will stand still for your family. Heaven will stand still for your situation because God can never reject the cry of mercy. He pulls his heart to someone. He pulls his heart to you. That he pulls his heart to you. You have gone so far and done many things. You have done so far and done many things. Abominable things. You have sinned against God. You are, oh my God, someone is here who has involved his hands in dirty things. Involve your hand in wicked things. If today you will humble yourself and cry out for mercy, he will reach out to you. 
no matter oh my god no matter the strength of that mess no matter the strength of that sin no matter the strength of that fight the cry of mercy the cry of mercy can never be rejected hey Wherever you are, just stand up and begin to bless the name of the Lord. Go ahead and begin to speak to Him. No situation can resist the mercy of God. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. He's the message of God that makes a difference in someone's life. Go ahead and just speak to Him this moment. Go ahead and speak to Him this moment. throne is in the heavens go ahead and speak to him this moment just speak to God for a moment do you believe the word of God do you believe in the message of God go ahead and just speak to him for a moment go ahead and speak to him for a moment this morning is your morning this time is your time. When it's time to cry out, you will cry out. God checks your heart. Thank you, King of Glory. The humble cry of mercy cannot be rejected by heaven. The humble cry of mercy cannot be rejected by heaven. I do not care. I do not want to know if there are generational causes in your lineage. For 430 years, the people of Israel were in bondage. What better picture of a generational cause is more than that? Many of them were born 400, 430, four centenaries born. But when they cried out unto God, the Bible says He had mercy on them and He favored them. I do not want to know the strength of that generational activity in your life or in your family or that evil pattern recurrent in your experience. The message of God can destroy it. Oh my God, when it's time for you to cry out for mercy, you will cry from your heart. You will cry from your heart. You will humble yourself and cry from your heart. Every time the people of God humble themselves, they put on sackcloth and ashes. They humble themselves and cried out and said, Lord, please, we'll appeal to your mercy. Even though your throne is in the heavens, your mercy is above the heavens. Father, you can't do otherwise than to do what your mercy dictates. You are a merciful father. You are a merciful father. And this morning, we, your children, we cry out unto you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, King of Glory.
There is a case here of someone you are here. Listen very carefully. What is happening in your life right now? You are here. In fact, many. What is coming to my spirit is we have 50 people. 50. We are involved in some certain things. When that thing blows up, it will be a very huge embarrassment. And will be a dent. It will create a dent, a damage that you cannot repair. Even though God will forgive, but the consequences are huge. It says to tell you this morning, cry out for mercy. Cry out for mercy. You know yourself. You know what I'm talking about. God has brought you here to cover you with his mercy. Cry out to him in sincerity. Things will change. How many of us are ready this morning to cry out for mercy? You will lift up your hands. I do not know what your situation is. But the message of God is so powerful. So powerful. Have you broken the divine laws? Divine principles? And what you are going through is the repercussion of that. The message of God can attend to you. It was the message of our Lord. Of God. That made Jesus Christ came and paid the price for us. It's a show of mercy. You will lift up your hands and say, Father, I humble myself. Say, Father, I repent. Say, Father, have mercy upon me. What are you waiting for? Lift up your voice and cry out this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Go ahead and cry out. Rebaloch kikilas kibredo, maunde kebreke seketa yabredo, babalanda kapales kebredo, shende kebredos kikilati, maanda kapalos kibredo. In this very situation, Lord, I can't help myself. Father, let your mercy avail for me, O oh God. Father, let your mercy avail for me. Go ahead and just reach out for the message of God. Go ahead and cry out from your heart and say, Father, have mercy. Let your mercy prevail over my home. Let your mercy prevail over my situation. Let your mercy prevail over all God my circumstances. Let your mercy prevail, oh God, in my health. My God, my Father. Go ahead and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you, my Father. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 6, verse 7 Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. There's a counsel of the Lord right now going through this place. You want to see more of God's mercy? You show mercy. Where you are supposed to judge. The world there is not evaluate. Sometimes we hear judgment in the Bible. It's evaluation. And sometimes we hear judgment in the Bible. is condemn. Where you are supposed to condemn? Show mercy. Show mercy. We live in a world that is imperfect. Imperfect people. We have been perfected. And you come across many people who offend you. 
in some wicked ways. But show mercy. Show mercy. You want to enjoy the message of God forever? Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. You want to obtain message of the Lord? Love the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love him. And keep my commandments. That love me and keep my commandments. We've heard many things about generational causes. But you can activate generational mercy. When you love the Lord. It is there. Showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thousands of them. Many. Help me say I love the Lord. Oh, express your love to him this morning. Go ahead and express your love to him this morning. Go ahead and just express your love to him this morning. Hallelujah. Express your love to him this morning. Thank you, my father. Blessed be your holy name. In the precious name of Jesus. You are here. Final prayer before I make an announcement for the healing. And the power of God is going to move in this place. In that dimension. And many people who are sick will be healed instantly here. Within the next 10 minutes. Thank you King of Glory. Hallelujah. The word of God is active. It's powerful. If you have spoken it. And you have connected with it. You will see it demonstrated. Not in the figment of your imagination. But right here now. In your experience. If you are here this morning, you don't know him. Don't know him wherever you are. While you are seated, I would like to pray with you. And you say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to experience the message of your forgiveness. First of all, I want to know you personally. And also, if you are watching me, watching us live, and people in the overflow say, I want to know him. I want to know you personally. I want to know your grace. It takes you to obtain mercy first. To have grace. So let us come to his throne boldly. I will not obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. If you are here this morning, you want to accept him as Lord and Savior and say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to enter into a deeper relationship with you. Wherever you are, God lift up your hands. And Lord, we just thank you. Lord, just put your hands together for this one. Put your hands together for this one. Lord, we thank you and we bless you, God, for this one. Today they've come to you. I ask you that you please reveal yourself unto them. Oh, Father of mercy. And make them know you personally. Thank you, King of Glory. I destroy the power of sin over their lives. And I pray that to this morning you will give them witness that they know that something has happened in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Church, put your hands together and appreciate the King of Kings once more. Thank you, King of Glory. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. 
For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.